Thank you for tuning in to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. We just reached episode 50 and we turn it over to the new year 2020. Uh, this year we're going to do something a little different. Every week we're going to try to give you all what we're going to call an episode short or a recap of a sports in a week or a highlights from our latest episode. Uh, this week we're going to do highlights from episode 50. Um, in the background you're going to hear a little Roddy Rich, The Box. You know, that's my song of the week. Uh, so tune in. And come back next week for more. Yeah, this is the Bobcats. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I'm sorry, sorry Bobcats. I'm getting that confused with that other team, that, that Cincinnati team. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, when looking at that team, when looking at that, uh, at that LSU Tigers team, does this team have enough to win the national title come here January 13th? Hmm. I mean, it's hard to say because, the you know, their last couple of opponents, they just made easy work out of them and Clemson until Ohio State game they really ain't played nobody mm-hmm. and you know they just showed the heart of the champion that game you know they, they you know survived but it looked like LSU was going to be the favorite I mean it seemed like they got all the firepower uh like you said they were our receivers a couple of them over a thousand yards receiving Heisman Trophy winning um, mm-hmm. They coach is making all the right calls. He's starting to look like he, you know, he gonna be on that that uh, coaching shrine. Um, you know what? Or Overmeyer used to be up there. Uh, Saban, you know, I think he he trying to be you know Dabo for Clemson. So he trying to get up there in that realm too. So like they got everything going for them in the right direction at the right time. And it seems like exactly. that's gonna be LSU year. So if you had to pick, if you had to pick a team to win. I already know who you probably gonna go to with, but when you look at the spread, how many points you gonna give LSU to win this game? Touchdowns. Uh, I, I say they win by two touchdowns. I mean, the, I'm trying not to let that Oklahoma game uh, sway sway me, but I think they got uh, at least two touchdowns on them. Um, I think a game would be close, you know, throughout you know the first three quarters, and I think in the fourth quarter they're gonna pull away. I think two touchdowns, mm. give them 14 points. I'm gonna say. Give me, give me LSU 17. Take it LSU to, go to win this game by 17. Okay. Basically two and a half touchdown. Yeah, I'm going with two and a half. I'm going with two and a half. I think there'll be a national champion. That being said, I just think this team is a little bit more poised, a little bit more hungrier. I think Dabo's to me is becoming more of a crybaby because he didn't get that <laughs> overall seed that he wants. But you only right. are you only good as your last opponent you played. I think the only scare they had all season long was North Carolina, and they barely beat them. They they beat them by two points. So, and I think, and like you said, their toughest opponent been Ohio State. Duke took first of all. I think Ohio State would win. I thought, to me, I think Ohio State had a better team than the Clemson Tigers. But like you said, you can't never not the champion out until they lose again so far they are the defending champions i will respect that at the end of the day but right and something we ain't mentioned is this game is gonna be in new orleans you know it's a home game it's a home game for lsu pretty much and what they coach say go tigers i'm <laughs> going with lsu at home and they got a playoff game too there that's i want to say that saturday i believe or sunday so i believe they played that sunday i believe so there's a lot of things going oh, yeah. down right there, right there in the French Quarter, Bourbon Street, and all that stuff down in New Orleans in the Superdome. It's gonna be football crazy down there. Yeah. So we got Mike Vrabel going against his predecessor, 
Bill Belichick. Who are you going with? Patriots. You got the Patriots at home. And people think this is going to be an upset game. They think the Tennessee Titans can come on the road and beat the New England Patriots. Ooh. I, I think I'm one of them people. I, I think this is it for them. Um, I think Derrick Henry going to run all over them. Tom Brady ain't got he don't got, I mean, he got Edelman, but Edelman ain't been Edelman at all. He don't got that receiver or that tight end he needs in these playoffs games to give him some relief. Um, and like, like, like Stephen A. say, he going to be tap dancing like Gregory Hines in that pocket. So I, I'm going with the Titans to upset him. And I think Derrick Henry going to have like three touchdowns this game. This game. So that's a bold prediction. You're going against Tom Brady, as, they, as people call him, the GOAT. The GOAT of who? Um, this is tough, goes, but he gonna lose. <laughs> it's tough because you know Tom Brady is twelve and four th- this season, and and you know they still got that mantra: do your job. Um, it's kind of hard to go against the Patriots in this particular order. I don't think the Titans have enough to beat. Or, or what is it? A six-time NFL Super Bowl champion, in those words. Um, but I'm gonna go out and say this. I'm going to say this, Tom Brady may. I'm going to say, give me the Patriots to win this game by 14. I'm taking the Patriots. <laughs> Philly. Do Philly has enough left for the Philly special? <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't think that they're going to get any Philly specials. The only thing they're going to be handing out is Philly cheesesteaks. Oh, <laughs> you said Philly cheesesteaks with extra cheese? <laughs> with extra cheese. That's all that's going to be going down in Philly. I'm thinking Seahawks. In this one, I think they're gonna beat them. I don't, uh, I I would say ten points, ten points, Seattle. Hey, you said ten. I was going thirteen. I think Marshawn okay. Lynch is he back? Since Marshawn Lynch and Robert Turbin is back with the Seahawks, I think Marshawn Lynch get a touchdown this game right there. I'm like, give me the Seahawks. It's just I think Russell Russell Wilson now has two legitimate running backs that can actually block for him. Not nothing against the rookie, but you talking about they bringing in two veteran guys. Who won a Super Bowl with this team and know what it takes to get to the next level? Everything that Russell, Res- I mean Russell, I might call Russell Westbrook, that Russell Wilson does is going to be the help of those veteran running backs. And I think it's that's a key addition because they know what it takes, Marcus, to win the game. Seahawks 13, Pete Carroll keep rocking. All right, we done with NFL. Wild. But speaking about this West, I'm going to tell you a team that nobody's not talking about, but they sneakily. Getting the job done. I'm going to go by this man named CP3. CP3. Oklahoma City Thunder. You got these guys 19 and 15. Seven, seven spot. Nobody's not talking about Chris Paul. Oh, you hear mm-hmm. Lakers, Clippers, Rockets, Dallas, and Utah. Right? Right. Chris Paul, like, let's go ahead and get the job done. Right now, Chris Paul, to me, is playing some, playing some of the best basketball that is going, going unnoticed. With another superstar by his side. <laughs> he gets the lone superstar. Looking at guys like Steven Adams getting the job done. But you got Dennis Schroeder coming off the bench, giving you 17 a night, going on notice. He could be a bench. He could be your sixth man of the year. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I'm going to shed the light on this young kid right here. His yeah. name is Childress Alexander. Averaging 19.9 points per game. And the the crazy thing is, shooting 36% from the three-point line and shooting 80% from the free throw line. And Mm. 
He's getting a job done. He's getting he's getting a job done. He's great. He, he's not scared. Storch is a hoe. Got that tenacity. He got that. He got that suave up on him. And then, <laughs> then too, like I said, we talking about Chris Paul. You know, sixteen points, five rebounds as a point guard, and giving you six and a half assists, which is which is a knock because you know he used to average normally around nine to ten assists a game. His career is just not. Man, I don't care what nobody say. I'm going with the real deal, Bradley Beal. 27.8 points per game, six and a half assists. I'm going with that as the point guard. Um, so, so my backcourt is Walker and, and the Bradley Beal. So this is probably where we're going to differ. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, going Big Simmons. No, I'm not going Big Simmons. Um, my point guard, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, uh, from Brooklyn, you know, you used to say Kyrie Irving. I think this guy's kept the Brooklyn Nets in the playoffs. Ooh, you going with? I'm telling you, I know you going with. You going with Spencer Dinwiddie? Spin Absolutely, yes, sir. Hey, hey, look, hey, look. I can't disagree with that. I yeah. cannot disagree with that. I can't disagree with that. So you got Kemba Walker and, and Spin Money. I call him. I call Spencer Dinwiddie Mr. Steve Harvey Mustache. So, <laughs> so now I'm going to my front court. The first name that popped up. I will go with um. That concludes the episode short for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Come back next week for more. You can check us out on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Apple Podcasts, of course. Thanks. Peace.